Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Football Betting Show. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by veteran handicapper Brandon Lang. You can head to brandonlang.com. For more information on B-Lang, you can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. The college football card will be out coming up uh, Friday evening, so you want to pay attention to that on my Twitter page. But let's get you some winners here on the podcast. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow us there. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us five stars and a rating as well. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg, brought to you by betonline.ag. The wait is over. Football is back, and you might not be at the games this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, Brandon and I have a lot of action on the football games each and every weekend, and there's no better place to bet than betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Brandon, let me start off before we get into the picks this weekend. Congratulations, brother. 150 dimer. What is this? 11 in a row now? How many in a row? Well, well, we'll be going for number 11 in a row on Saturday, but to, to, to cash number 10 in a row uh, last Saturday on Nebraska, um, you know, up 27-6 at the half, celebrating, which I knew was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> to watch Penn State watch Penn State come all the way back, and it's 30-23, fourth quarter. Penn State gets inside the 10-yard line. Nebraska holds. Nebraska, then I think they might have picked up one first down. They went three and out. They get ball back to Penn State. They get right back down at the 10-yard line again, holding out for dear life. Because, again, as a home dog, you don't want or, – or as a dog, per se, you never want to go to overtime and give that favorite another chance to cover. I mean, let's just – you know, let's say last night, Tulane and Tulsa. You give that favorite another chance to cover in overtime – you are putting the gambling gods' fate in hands beyond your control. Um, but Nebraska held on, 150 dimer, number 10 in a row. Um, feel good about number 11 in a row on Saturday. I think the college card is a gift, which we'll dive into. Pros, I think it's a little harder because um, you got some quality matchups. Uh, but overall, uh, the college card, I'm, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I don't know about you. Let's jump right into the college card. I'm actually going to play my first uh, teaser as one of my picks. Uh, I haven't done a teaser all season in my college picks, my college Saturday cards, but I'm going to do one here on Saturday because I think both of these teams I'm about to say win, and I'd, I'd rather just have them both as a pick them, and that's Cincinnati and Wisconsin. Wisconsin laying seven and a half on the road to Northwestern, Cincinnati laying six on the road to Central Florida. Let's start with Cincy here for a second. This is the most complete group of five team. And I say that because BYU is technically not a group of five team. They're an independent, but I even think that Cincinnati is more complete than them. Let me ask you a trivia question here, Brandon Lang. What do Central Florida, SMU, Memphis, and Houston all have in common? They've all been blown out by Cincinnati. Well, UCF hasn't played yet, but the, all, all four of those teams schematically – have the same exact offense. 
SMU was held to 13 points by Cincinnati. Memphis was held to 10, and Houston was held to 10. And I can make the argument that Shane Bouchelle, Brady White, and Clayton Toon are all better quarterbacks than Dylan Gabriel. I understand that UCF has the most dynamic and high-powered offense in the country, but defensively, they stink. And you're going to give me an offense that Cincinnati has shown you three times already that they are successful in defending combined with an atrocious defense. Give me Cincinnati to win this game in the bounce house. Well, I, I listen, there's two teams in college football that are undefeated against the spread. Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina. They've covered every game this year. Um, the line maker has installed – Coastal Carolina, a more than field goal favorite over Appalachian State. I find that interesting. Um, I like your Cincinnati pick. I like them to cover the number without the teaser. I think you, as, as well as a lot of other people, are falling into the Wisconsin trap. Um, people are anointing this team as the second coming. They're all infatuated in love with this, this Mertz or Gertz or Jamie Gertz, less than zero with Robert Downey Jr. and Andrew McCarthy. Great flick, great flick. Um, I'm not enamored with Wisconsin. They had to replace their whole offensive line. Who have they played? A garbage Illinois team and a garbage Michigan team. And everybody's anointing this team as the team that's going to win that division and go play Ohio State and they're a Final Four team and Oh, Wisconsin is just the greatest. Northwestern goes on the road and beats a very, very good Iowa team. They go on the road and beat a solid Purdue team. And you are giving me seven and a half at home with a team that returns 18 starters from last year, defensively sound with a experienced quarterback who was a starter at Indiana before transferring out. Good luck with your teaser. I wish you the best. I wish no ill will on you, my brother from another mother. But I am telling you, the world is on Wisconsin, and I think the world is going to be in a little trouble on Saturday. Okay, Northwestern to play. I want to talk about that App State and Coastal Carolina game. Uh, When I looked at the lines as soon as they came out, I circled App State as one of my plays. The more I dive into this game, though, I'm a little concerned. And it's only because of injury. Uh, App State quarterback Zach Thomas had to exit the game. Not only exit the game, Brandon, had to be taken to the hospital for evaluations last week. We don't know what his status is. Um, Starting running back Dietrich Harrington did not play last week for App State. Probably not going to play again on Saturday against Coastal Carolina. I believe. Winners go with streaks. Losers go against them. It's the reason I like Cincinnati minus the points, and it's the reason that I like Coastal Carolina minus the points. They've covered every game this year. I don't think the line maker has yet to catch up with them here. I think Cincinnati wins by more than a touchdown, and I think Coastal Carolina wins by double digits. I'm not impressed with App State this year. Wow. Really? Yep, not a believer in them. I know they're six and one, but if you look at them, they're not, you know, they're not blowing out teams like they used to. You mentioned the injury situation, but at the end of the day, um, first game of the year, NC Charlotte at home, one by 15, lost to Marshall by 10. Um, yes, they beat the Campbell fighting camels in Arkansas State, but 
the struggle at home against Georgia State last week, 17-13. And by the way, just so people out there can know, Coastal Carolina is undefeated covering every game this year. Appalachian State is one of the few teams in college football that has failed to cover every game this year. 0-6 against the spread. Ladies and gentlemen, ride. The, what are they, the, the, the Chanteliers? The are Chanticleers. They? The Chanticleers. Ride the Chanticleers. Uh, I like Coastal Carolina on Saturday. All right, good insight there. Um, and here's another game that I was interested in. I don't know if it's one of your games. I think LSU beats on Arkansas. And I think LSU kind of gets the benefit here of not looking good and the spread is low enough. Uh, Arkansas last week, that was a big emotional game for quarterback Felipe Franks going up against Florida. Don't know how he gets himself up for this matchup against LSU. LSU, meanwhile, hasn't played since Halloween. Actually, the layoff helps them. Maybe they correct some things. Uh, I think LSU wins this one. Freshman quarterback on the road against the Barry Odom coach defense that has played really, really well. Um, I believe Felipe Franks is on a 17 touchdowns and, and, and maybe one interception run since the opener against Georgia. Uh, this is a team that had covered every game this year prior to the game last week against Florida. Uh, beat Tennessee at home, beat Old Miss at home. Um, they've, they've been competitive in every single game this year. Remember, they led Georgia at the half. I believe it was was – 7-2 at the half, I believe the score was against Georgia. Um, if that freshman quarterback can go on the road, Ed Orgeron, the rape allegations in his program, sexual misconduct in his program, he's divorced from his wife. It's just a, a cloud of negativity around the program. Um, remember, LSU went to Missouri and got absolutely waxed, and that was with their better quarterback. Um, I had Auburn as, I believe, a 75-dimer on Saturday, beat him 48-11. Um, I'm sorry. The only team they've beaten this year was Vandy in South Carolina. Um, so you go ahead. I'm, I'm a home dog guy. I believe Barry Odom's defensive scheme. Okay. Is okay. This fresh, this freshman quarterback. And I'm going to roll the dice with Arkansas at home. Plus the one. How about this Liberty team, Brandon? Uh, three and a half point dogs. They're two and zero against the ACC already this year. Malik Willis, one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the country. That's the Auburn transfer. Hugh Freeze's name is being linked to the South Carolina job. He's done a tremendous job at Liberty. Uh, I'm going to take Liberty going on the road, not just to cover the three and a half, but I think they win outright. You love, you love Liberty. You call them out right over Virginia Tech in one of the best calls of the year for me nc state put up 41 at home against miami of florida uh liberty has gone over the posted total in every single game this year except when they faced one of the nation's powerhouse schools in north alabama the lions of north alabama <laughs> they were a 32 and a half point favorite they only won the game 28 7 what a defensive job by the lions against liberty held them to a season low who would have thunk that powerhouses like Virginia Tech, Southern Miss, Syracuse, all these powerhouse teams that Liberty scores against, and they struggled to score 28 against the North Alabama Lions. How about those Lions? Me, I'm going over the posted total of 66 and a half. NC State offensively, Liberty offensively. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Remember, NC, uh, Virginia Tech and Liberty combined to go 73. So I'm going to go over the posted total if I had to play a side. I would lean towards the dog, but I'm going to go over the post total. Uh, I know you have one more, but real quick, are we fading South Carolina off the news of Will Muschamp being fired and their two starting cornerbacks opting out for the remainder of the season? 
Yeah, it's a, that's a program in complete disarray. It's amazing, though, if you think that they beat Auburn at home, then probably their biggest win ever in a long time, they beat Auburn at home, and then they absolutely collapse of epic proportions. The Titanic meets Armageddon. So, yes, that's a, that's a very bad situation, and it'll be interesting to see who goes in there to take that job. Like you said, more than likely it's going to be Hugh Freeze. But, yeah, keep going against South Carolina. All right, you got a couple of Pac-12 plays, I see. I got one, Oregon State, like them at home. Watched them play last Saturday night, stayed up late because uh, I knew they might be getting points against Cal, and I just like what I saw. They're, they're defensively, they're sound, um, and they're getting three at home uh, against a, a, a Cal team that I'm not overly impressed with. I was with, impressed with what I saw. The Bears have covered seven of their last nine on the Pac-12 road, however. In this game here, the Beavs scored the 21-17 upset at Berkeley last year. Give me the three-point home dog with Oregon State. All right, so give me your uh, recap of the four college picks that you love. Uh, Northwestern plus seven and a half against your teaser. Ride Coastal Carolina trying to stay perfect against the spread this year. Arkansas over a, a dysfunctional LSU Tiger squad. And Liberty NC State over the posted total of 66 and a half. Light lean, small lean towards Oregon State plus the three over Cal Saturday night. All right, let's get into the NFL. Uh, difficult card here. There is a lot of close matchups. A um, couple of things to pay attention to, like the Saints, who will be without Drew Brees, and they announced today that it's not going to be Jameis Winston. It'll be Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback. I don't know how much that is is a deflection or actually their game plan against the Falcons, but that should be an interesting game. New Orleans three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Falcons. Yeah, I'm still going to take Atlanta. Um, I, I, I've said it all year. I don't think New Orleans is as good as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made them look. I really don't. I like what I'm seeing from Atlanta. Atlanta's playing great football, um, playing competitive football. It's a shame they got off to the kind of start they got off to, but uh, the, the, the big win um, at home against Denver, a lot the blowout. Uh, they lost by one to Detroit at home in a game they had won. They beat Minnesota. 40-23, which looks really, really good considering how Minnesota is playing right now. Um, I think it's a flat spot for the Saints with the Drew Brees. And, and again, Atlanta's 3-1 and one straight up their last four. Should be 4-0 their last four. I'm going to take Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons plus the 3.5. All right, tell me why this line is uh, sketchy to me. The Colts are one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Packers. Why does this remind me of the game in which the Colts were a one-point and rising favorite against the Ravens only to get blown out? Why do I think the Packers are just going to go into India and win this one? Yeah, I, listen, at the end of the day, it's not a game I love. It's not a game I'll bet. It's not a game I'll, I'll, I'll touch. And quite frankly, I don't even think I'll click over to watch it because I hate Philip Rivers that much. Um, you know, I, the, he's a guy that if I saw him walking down the street somewhere in America, I'd walk right up to him and I'd punch him right in the face. I, I would punch him in the face so hard that I would try to shatter his face bone. And then as he's on the ground and blood squirting out, I'd say, hey, hey, Philip, how you doing, buddy? Uh, by the way, you have any idea how much money you've cost me in your career? I'm just asking. I mean, and then I'd stomp on his face one more time. And I'm being truthful. And this is why I do a podcast because I can say stuff like this because I am the. I, I you have no idea, Scott, the amount of money that that man has cost me. Um, so at the end of the day, I, I can't go near a game involving Philip Rivers. But I do tend to agree with you that if I had to play the game. Anytime you're getting Aaron Rodgers plus points against anybody, 
you have to take him. You just do at the end of the day. Uh, my biggest liability of the week is going to be on Sunday night. And I had this before the COVID news with the Raiders came out about their defense not practicing and whatnot and, and starters potentially not playing. Kansas City, Andy Reid off a bye, playing with revenge. You're reading the stories this week about how the Raiders celebrated and, and really pissed off the Chiefs after they beat them a couple of weeks ago. I just think Casey with revenge goes into Vegas and blows out the Raiders. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad with, with Vegas having a quarantine and, and the situation surrounding them because they are really playing great football. They were my best bet last Saturday after the 150 dime winner on Saturday with Nebraska. Uh, I came back with the hundred dimer on the Raiders Sunday. It was the biggest blowout on the card, biggest margin of victory on the card, biggest, uh, biggest win on the card. Um, I would love to use them here. I like the way they match up with, with Kansas City. Uh, they won time of possession in that first meeting, 36 to 24. They kept the ball away. They put up over 40 on them. Um, but with the situation, the COVID, and, and that's the reason why the line is up to eight. Uh, I see a couple eight and a halfs out there as well. It's a shame. It really is because at six and three, the Raiders are playing winning football, and this is a tough situational spot for them. I, I, li- I, like, I like them until the news of all this – this COVID BS. I mean, yep. it's, it's, I'm so I'm so I'm so tired of of, of this COVID. I, I really am. I, I just wow. Watching I Seattle, Arizona. Yeah, watching Seattle, Arizona last night with no fans in that stadium. You were just like going, wow. The reality of 2020. Can get can this year get over quick enough for Scott? Uh, I hope so. Uh, where else are you going on the NFL card? I don't trust Cam Newton on the road. I don't. I'm going to take Houston plus two. I, I still don't think New England is as, as as good as the Ravens made them look. Weather had something to do with it. Lamar Jackson uh, had a lot to do with it. The, the the center of the Ravens had a lot to do with it. Um, I had an eight-team parlay that I put in for, for I saw it. and giggles and, I saw and, it. and had, had seven of the eight, and then I have the Ravens on the money line. Um, so a little foul taste in my mouth. I hope Tennessee beats them by 140, but, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to take Houston plus the two. Um, I like the dog there. And, and, and last but not least, um, I, I just think the way Minnesota is playing, the way they run the football and as bad as Dallas is, I know Dallas is coming off their bye week. I know it's a kind of a flat spot off Monday night, but the Vikings are playing with some serious momentum if Andy Dalton comes back on the road, uh, Minnesota should be able to name it uh, uh, against Dallas. Uh, so if you're looking for a two-team teaser, um, your two-team teaser, uh, which is essentially free money, is to take Minnesota from minus seven down to minus one. Mm-hmm. And you could turn around and you literally um, could take the Cincinnati Bengals from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half because that Cincinnati Washington game is going to go right down to the wire. Bengals and Vikings, two team teaser. You got yourself a winner. I think there's a lot of teasers on this card, believe it or not. Uh, I think you can tease the Chiefs down. Um, you can tease the Packers up. Uh, you can tease the Jets up. I think the Jets keep that game with the Chargers close. Um, you know, you, you, you know, the Titans, you could take them up against the Ravens. There's a lot of ways you can go this week. It might be a, it might be a sexy teaser week here. Actually, let's switch that. I'm going to take the Packers up to plus seven and a half and I'm going to take Minnesota down to minus one. 
That's, that's what I'm going to do. I feel good about that. I got Aaron Rodgers plus plus seven and a half against Crimea Rivers. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I like what we're seeing there. And uh, my over-under play of the day, Tennessee-Baltimore over the posted total of 49 and a half. I think Baltimore's defense is banged up, and I, I believe Tennessee's defense couldn't stop me, you, and our grandmother in wheelchairs, especially on third down. Let's take Baltimore, Tennessee over the post a total of 49 and a half in a score fest Sunday afternoon. Let's do it. You have uh, the 150 diamond this week, number 11 in a row. Number 11 in a row. And then Sunday we'll be looking to hit another 100 dimer. But the, the, the big play is, uh, is Saturday, trying to make it 11 in a row. It's a great streak. It's unbelievable. Um, pretty, pretty incredible to have yep. something like that going back to last year. So knock on wood here at my office. And let's, uh, let's bang home number 11 in a row, buddy. Let's get it, BrandonLang.com. All right, B. Lang, good luck this weekend. I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy, boy. There he is. There's Brandon Lang. Head to BrandonLang.com. Get that 150-dimer. You can always follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'll release the college football card somewhere Friday evening, so you have it for Saturday, so be sure to check that out on my Twitter page. Subscribe to the Football Betting Show wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us five stars, please, and leave a little rating as well. We'll be back next week with a new edition of the show. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.